news from around the world is concerning. There's questions over China's supply chain and once again its human rights. And tensions mount as Russia's forces mass on Ukraine's border. So are these international crises affecting your business? And if they were, how would you even know? Hi Heidi and hi Brent. Hi there. Well, welcome to episode 18. Very well. <laughs> so what, what, what is it about international news that's concerning us here back in the US? I, I think what's concerning me most about international news is the lack of international news, if I were to put it like that. Because if you're just doing a fast headline count, a lot of the local news, the mask mandates wherever you live, the rising COVID cases, the holiday period, all of that is central to the news. And minor little issues like, oh, a possible property bubble in China that could crash the entire Chinese economy. Clearly, another issue that you'd think would be getting more headline time than it is, is Russian troops massing at the border to the Ukraine. And yet, we don't really seem to be talking about these things. Any one of these topics might have gotten huge print a year ago, two years ago. And right now, crickets. I think one of the things that we, we do hear in the media is everyone singing the supply chain song. The supply chain is a problem. The supply chain is... The reason we don't have enough Christmas presents, enough uh, products on the store shelves. There's a lot going on and a lot of excuses being used, but no one's actually looking at what is causing this supply chain issue. It's not just a pandemic. It's not just workers. There's a lot of political instability happening that's affecting the supply chain issue. And I can imagine so many businesses in the United States and across Europe are using components or elements that were manufactured in China. Is that true of Russia? What, what does Russia supply to the equation? Russia supplies natural gas to most of Central Europe. And there are currently discussions going on in the German media, it hasn't really hit English-speaking media yet, looking at whether or not the Germans should play power politics with the natural gas supply lines. There's a natural gas pipeline coming in from Russia. So you've got some really interesting questions there that if the cost of natural gas suddenly triples or goes up by tenfold, that's going to have a severe impact on the mom and pop store on the corner or the pharmacy that sends out deliveries. Absolutely. If we look at China and we look at Russia, is the turmoil there a political one, because China always seems to be in some sort of flux. I mean, China, we, we were talking about them, you know, ages ago, there was accusations about them fixing their own economy, making it look rosier than it actually was. I mean, is, it, is China really a, a stable partner with whom we should be doing business? Depends on how adventurous you like your relationships. I mean, some people like dating crazy. Who am I to say that that's a bad thing? <laughs> it's, it always surprised me that clearly... You know, the capitalist machine thought that China, a communist country, was okay to do business with. You know, the 1950s well, in the United States, we were ducking and covering from the, the, the communist countries, but suddenly we're handing over all the blueprints to our, 
our, our, our intellectual property and hoping things would go okay because they could provide cheap labor. Well, the interesting thing is you're describing China as communist. And China might have something to say about that because for perhaps the last month, China has been doing a redefinition propaganda campaign to explain to everyone how they are just a better democracy than the West. <laughs> right. Yeah. Solid well, investment of their PR dollars, I'd say. Yes, and it's, it's interesting because recently you had China and Russia uh, actually becoming more cozy with each other. Right. So you have two large powers, Unstable. not necessarily economic powers, but two large powers that are joining together to push back against the West, even though is Russia the, the West? No, Russia's Russia. And They're, Russia has also been um, very much cultivating their relationship with India, another highly populous country with some interesting political leadership, let's leave it at that, extremist Hinduism at best. And I would say if I were running a business in Topeka, Kansas, or if I were running a business in Tbilisi, Georgia, I would be looking at this and saying, my business may be a restaurant downtown, but what am I dependent on the supply chain for? What comes into my business that could be impacted by a massive spike in prices? And what's the risk of that? What's my plan B? Right. Because yeah, currently we're seeing the inflation numbers starting to come. And I think in the spring we'll actually see the real inflation numbers of what has this supply chain and all this pandemic turmoil done to our economy. The economy is a slow indicator. You don't get immediate indications of where the economy is going. There's a time lag, a significant time lag that economists believe, but no one else believes. So will that inflation driven by those larger powers that are not necessarily economic powers, but influential powers, like China dealing with the pandemic and not being able to produce enough products to keep our supply line flowing. What effect is that having on us? Is it just economic power in the future, or is there another power that's going to be the influencer? I mean, a bit of a noob question here, to use a word that my teenage daughter uses. Newbie, I think. Mm -hmm. China and Russia, going back to the actual supply chain issue, was the shortage a result of COVID? Is this a labor issue? Or are you suggesting we have a, a political situation that's also contributing to that? And we should pay heed to our international I, news because of that influence. I think it's a both and. The pandemic has had the same effect on them as it has had on us uh, with the great resignation. And it, it's really... That is part of it, but also part of it, you can go back to about two, two and a half years ago uh, when tariffs were put in place on Chinese goods, which drove the prices up, even though the leader that put them in place didn't realize how that worked, has put inflation on all of the things coming, all of the products coming into the U.S. that then are components for other products, which is driving inflation. Right, right. I would say we're in... 
It's like a game of Jenga. And when the pandemic started, we had pulled so many pieces out of this Jenga tower that there was no stability left in the Jenga tower. And it just started falling apart. So now if we get a mass crisis, which anything from China invading Taiwan to Russia invading the Ukraine could set loose a mass crisis where other unexpected things are triggered off of it because there's no elasticity left in the system. And unrest begets more unrest. So let's say things get really bad because of an invasion and a war that starts up. It could be that costs spike in a country like Chile or Colombia, and you have riots in the streets, and you have a wave of political instability in other countries that have seemed solid. That's what we're looking at, is there's no elasticity left to bear out these crises. It's that the foundation has really been shaken by the crises of the last two to three years. So I, I have to ask one final question. What do you as business consultants advise your clients to do either now or looking forward in that supply chain in regards to, say, Russia and China and its political turmoil? Safe side yourself. Have a contingency plan. Have you looked at what contingency looks like? Have you looked at really fundamentally different models of work? Have you looked at really deep changes? Because only people who have examined those in a really earnest risk analysis, what if, are going to have the elasticity and the creativity to bounce out of this. And we, we teach most of our clients and others to really do what's called situational awareness. Understand your entire environment. Don't get focused on one problem. Know that there are other things that are potential problems, and that's good risk management. Yeah. So bring production back to the United States. Buy from Europe where, okay, th labor's costs are a little mm. more, but politically is more stable, therefore... I would say rather than making any determination about where something comes from, make sure your business isn't contingent on getting any input at a rock bottom cost. If your business model is contingent on having something at the cheapest cost point, you're toast. Yeah, quick example. Let's say we decide to make microchips uh, processors in Texas. Texas has one of the worst power grids in America. All of them are going to Texas. Are you still at risk and what risk level are you willing to accept by allowing that to be your primary supply? supply? Right, or should you right. should we be looking at making chips in multiple different locations? Uh, Africa, Europe, America, Mexico, where? And I think that's where we're not having the foresight of seeing further than solving our current problem. We need to look broader. Right. Don't put all your chips in one basket. Mm -hmm. Yes, not all. I like that. So it's, it's think about your business in a much bigger way than just where does that particular component come from? Well, very enlightening. And Heidi and Brent, so thank you so much. What have we got to look forward to in next week, Joe? Uh, we're going to look at some internet drama. 
and talk about what does internet drama teacher tell us? I look forward to that one. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk soon. See you next week.